What a beautiful hymn of praise and appreciation for what Christ has done. Amen. Not just a happy Sabbath to you, but a happy New Year. Um, it's going to take some getting used to. We'll talk of next year, but we actually mean this year. And before long, we'll get used to the fact that um, it is 2024, and by that time, we will end 2024. But a new year brings so many possibilities. It's an exciting time. You're like being nervous. <laughs> Don't be. Um, it's an exciting time to be alive. I am an optimist. I believe that God has great things in store for us. The closer we get to seeing our Lord face to face, exciting things are going to happen. Yes, there'll be earthquakes, there'll be wars, there'll be rumors of wars, famines, there'll be pestilences, but the Holy Spirit is going to be poured out on God's people. And I'm hoping today that the Holy Spirit will be poured out upon you. Of course, the Holy Spirit is not to be expected as a corporate experience, but an individual experience. So talking about new years and new experiences, I already made my first mistake just this week. <laughs> this year I said I'm going to listen to my wife. And so I did. I went to Virgin Active, you know. Virgin Active is a, a gym. Some of us have a close connection with it because through bank transactions, We may not see the inside of it as regularly as what we would like to. <laughs> so I went with, that was, we're not talking about New Year's resolutions today, a Sabbath. But I went with, because she said, they're going to do an assessment. And we'll get points for the assessment. I was very hesitant, so I went, and um, we got to see the person who was going to do the assessment, and I said, you go first. But as she went through the assessment, I realized, you know, everything about the assessment is totally subjective. Even the scale I got onto, I believe was not calibrated by SABS. 
Jullie lacht, dat is serieus goed hier die mensen. Imagine starting a year off and you are misinformed. Today I stand, I refuse to believe something that is battery operated. And so I will go back with a determination that when I come back again to recalibrate that machine, it will give me a better reading. Some of you may share my, my frustration. For some of you, it may not be an issue. Um, for some of us, we are going to see the inside of Virgin Active more often. But whatever your determination is, the greatest accomplishment in 2024 is to connect with your God. Above all else, whether it is to lose weight for some people, whether you have New Year's resolutions and goals set out, whether you have actually sat down as we do as a tradition in our family, and we keep each other accountable during the year. And one needs to think very carefully. I chose my words, but still the children sussed out some goals that I did not verbalize. But uh, they, they set it as goals for me as well. It may be what you have in mind for yourself. But I'm here to tell you that if you start this year the right way, your year will end the right way. So let's put Virgin Active and uh, resolutions aside and let's get down to what really matters. So a few years ago, on the 2nd of January, this statement was written. 1902. But listen to the statement anyway. My favorite writer, and she writes, she says, the new year, with all its possibilities, will soon be ushered in. What advancement have we made in the knowledge of Christ during the past year? Are we prepared to show more decidedly than ever before that we are on the Lord's side? At this time when the nations of the world are wavering between infidelity and idolatry, are we prepared to stand as faithful ambassadors for Christ? Shall we not, at the beginning of this new year, give ourselves and all we have to God? Shall we not listen to his voice which calls us to a renewed contest, to a more thorough consecration of ourselves 
and our entrusted capabilities to his service. So with that as a backdrop, I'll share with you the question the elder asked me this morning. Do you have a sermon title? I said, yes. And then he waited, and I was wondering, why are you waiting? He said, okay, what's the sermon title? I said, yes. <laughs> we want to keep it simple. We, we want to start this year not with a long list of complicated goals and New Year's resolutions that uh, by tomorrow after lunch they are broken. They are nullified. We want to start this year and we want to keep it simple. Are you ready? So, I'm going to ask you a few questions and I want you to answer me with one word. Is that okay? <laughs> Some of you are awake. <laughs> are you happy that it's a new year? Yes. Are you happy that it's Sabbath today? Yes. Are you happy you're at Belleville Church? Yes. yes. Do you love God? Yes. Do you want to live a life that is pleasing in God's sight? Yes. Do you want to make God happy? So this morning, our text, 2 Chronicles 30, verse 8. Remember, we're zooming in. There's a greater context, but we're zooming in, and we want to take out the simple message. 2 Chronicles 30, verse 8. Healed yourselves unto the Lord, and enter into his sanctuary, which he hath sanctified forever, and serve the Lord your God. I want to remind you that every, every decision we make, in everything that we do, in every place that we find ourselves, we must make sure that when God looks down at us at any given time this year, that he is happy with us. Agreed? Do you want to make God happy? Would you like to know the secret of what we can do to make God happy? The secret to making God happy is, is yes. It's that simple. Turn to the person next to you, will you? And say, yes. Say to the person next to you, Y-E-S spells yes. Oh, I feel like a teacher. I feel you've passed the year already. Yes, the, the word Y-E-S is found in Scripture. And that's our Scripture reading. So let's jump into it and let's see because this is the secret to making God happy. Are you ready? Amen. Healed yourselves unto the Lord. 
enter into his sanctuary, which he hath sanctified forever, and serve the Lord your God. You know, I'm often amazed when I discover that it is not adults in the Bible that teach us the important lessons. Oftentimes, it's children. So we will be looking at three examples, three children, if you please. Today, I want to share with you these stories very briefly of children that did three things in our scripture reading that made God happy. And all they did was they said, yes. So the first letter in the word yes is Y, and Y stands for healed. Simply put, the, the word healed is not often used in the English language, but it's right there wherever you go. The healed sign. Ah, I can see some of you wondering what is that? It's a sign that you may not recognize because it slows you down in life. <laughs> but to yield means to slow down. To yield means to slow down to a point where you can start observing what is happening around you. So when in traffic, or on the road, you see a yield sign on the road, it simply reminds you to slow down. And if need be, stop. But slow down to a point where you can make a decision. But to yield also means to give up what you have. I know you wouldn't like that, but I needed to share it with you anyway. To give up what you have. If we want to make God happy every day of 2024, if we want to make God happy every day of our, our, our lives, then we need to give up everything that we have to God and allow God to take full control of our lives. So the first story, because I want to be invited again. John chapter 6. This is just for your reference. John chapter 6, verse 1 to the end of verse 13, we read about a child. This beautiful story in the Bible is one that has a, a very powerful message. The boy in John chapter 6, verse 1 to 13, the boy in the story is just an ordinary child. In fact, you would never even know that that little boy was part of the group that day because the crowd was that big. Who pays attention to children anyway when there are 5,000 men plus women and children? In fact, as they counted the people, they only counted the men. This is a new year. But here was an ordinary boy. And he had a little lunch that was packed 
by his mother for the day. I hope the kids are re ready and listening because there's a lesson for them. But even though he only had a, a, a little insignificant thing, when he was approached by the disciples, he could have said, this is mine. What can you do with these little loaves and few sardinkies? It is meant for me. Insignificant, so little. They were coming around and asking the crowd if there was any lunch. <laughs> Perhaps you're starting this year and you feel that you have nothing to offer the church. You have nothing to offer God. You have nothing to offer your fellow man. You have nothing to offer the community. Well, you may think you have nothing. You may feel it is insignificant. But the challenge is, are you willing to yield what you have? This little boy yielded all to Jesus. And here's the first lesson. When we give the little we have, and we give it with all our heart, Jesus is able to take that, bless it, multiply it, so that there is second and third helpings. We have no idea what God is capable of doing. We have yet to see what God can do with the things that we classify as insignificant. And so instead of first assessing it and analyzing it, why don't we start this year simply by yielding and saying, yes, this is all I have. But the answer is yes. How important this lesson is for us to learn today that no matter how much you have, no matter how little you have, how and what you plan to do, what it is really immaterial, Jesus can use that to do much more than what you could ever imagine. But you know what the problem is? The problem often comes with us adults, you know. Children uh, may be more liberal and giving, but our number one impediment to our success in our Christian lives is itself. Itself. Uh, we, we have to give up ourselves this year. If, if, if God is going to accomplish anything of significance in 2024 in your life, you need to yield. You need to say yes. To yield is very close to dying. Maybe that's why we have reservations. You give up your life. You surrender your will. You surrender yourself to Jesus. That is what 
yielding implies. That's the call of Hezekiah to God's people. Yield. Yielding to Jesus is something that we can do every single day. This is what Paul later refers to. I die daily. In English, I yield daily. Every day we have to yield up the old life. We have to yield up our past mistakes. We have to yield up our sins. And we can have and experience newness. And so the counsel today from God's word is yield. Give God your time. Give God your talents. Give God your resources. Give him all of your life. Yield. Say yes to God. And you will be surprised what he can do. Just ask Peter. When he reached the point of finally yielding, he got up to preach and thousands of souls were won to the kingdom of God. Do you want to make God happy this year? All you need to do is say yes. It's that simple. But the second thing we can do to make God happy is to enter God's sanctuary. To enter God's church. To enter into God's presence. A young boy in the Bible made God very happy. Because he loved spending time in God's house and in God's presence. The second example is taken from Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 verse 41 to 52. We read of another child. From a young age, Jesus developed the important habit of entering the church on a regular basis. I want to remind you that Belleville Church needs to be more than just a church. It should be a place where all children are loved, all children are accepted, all children are protected, all children are cared for. I can swear a word the children's ministries layer say amen. To the youth and the children, there is something very important here to, to learn. Don't wait. Don't wait for your parents. Don't wait for adults to bring you to church. <laughs> if Jesus is your example, you make sure you bring your parents to church. So Jesus stayed in church all by himself. We know the story. For four days. Four days. We, we don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. Four days he studied and he taught the, the priests. Children are a blessing to us. And you are never too young to enter God's church. You are never too young to lead and teach God's words to others. And so, if you're going to say yes this year, say yes to yielding to God. 
say yes to entering into God's presence. You know, because Jesus learned to go to church every Sabbath and to pray to God every day from a young age, it became a habit when he was 12 years old. Children, if you want to make God happy, go enter into his presence. I want to speak to adults now because um, if you are looking for ice cream, you don't go to the bread box. We can't live a life in the world and then expect Jesus to guide us and be with us. In order to enter God's presence, we first need to leave the evil and wicked places where we spend our time now. And so let me speak to parents quickly. Jesus' parents, Mary and Joseph, taught, thought rather, that Jesus was, was lost. But in fact, uh, they themselves were lost. Too many, too many of our children are lost in the world because they are not familiar with God's house. The greatest danger as a parent, if you are a parent, a young parent, please wake up and listen. The greatest danger as a parent is when you alienate your child from God's presence. What am I talking about? This is so fundamental, so basic, so simple. When there is no family worship in the home, when we do not take the time to enter God's presence at home every day, the church becomes an unfamiliar, awkward place, even for children. And we sit and wonder why the children find church boring. The answer lies in the fact that, that church has become unfamiliar. Entering the presence of God has become an unfamiliar experience. And so this year, if you are serious in making God happy, say yes to surrendering the things that must be surrendered. Healed. If you are serious this year, then say yes to entering into God's presence, not just on the seventh day. Oh, skin with after me I'm talking about Prayer meeting times. That's an even yard. I'm optimistic. Thank God that this is not a problem at Belleville Church. <laughs> Only the churches where I serve. If we want to enter into God's presence, we need to make and spend time in God's presence every day. I'm talking the quiet time, you alone. Your quiet time with God. Your time as a family with God. The time we spend during the week entering God's presence through prayer and Bible study actually prepares us for Sabbath. And Sabbath does not become an awkwardness 
we don't wonder what the lesson for the week was because we spend time in the study of God's word. Without entering God's presence during the week, beloved, we will never fully experience the presence of God when we come to church on Sabbath. You wonder why we don't connect the way we should or, or why our Sabbath experience may feel empty. Perhaps you need to look at what happens before you come to church. And so parents, do you read the Bible to your children every day? Do your children see you on your knees every day praying? Do you pray with your children and for your children? Because in order to make God happy, we must, as family units, return to the basic things. Enter God's presence every day so that when you enter the church every Sabbath, it will be a joy and delight. If you want to make God happy, Say yes, yes to yielding, yes to entering into God's presence. But you see, after yielding to God and after entering God's presence, we receive God's power, we receive His blessing, and that is granted to us by God so that we can use it to serve others. After this, I may not be invited for another year or two, but it's okay. I'll take that risk. God is happy when we live our lives serving others. God loves when his children serve others. In fact, God sent his son, Jesus, to come and serve and save us from our sins. But there's another story before I get to tramping on your toes. Found in 2 Kings 5. You know the story. The story of a young girl that served someone and in doing so saved that person's life. 2 Kings 5 verse 1 to 19. We know the story. You can read it uh, with the family. But this is the story. Even though this young Nameless. She, no name is mentioned. Even though her master did not believe in God, and even though she was in a home where God was not worshipped, she remained faithful and she served God and her masters. Even though she was young, a very little girl, she was able to save her master. We have no idea what God has in store for us in 2024. What I do know is when we say yes, we will be welcoming in the presence and power of God. Once again, we, we learn that no matter how old you are, if you serve God faithfully, God can use you in a mighty way. And when you read the story, you find that this girl was removed from home, from a comfort, from a safety, and she was taken as a slave 
forced to serve in a foreign place. So let's apply the story. We are not called to sit inside our church. <laughs> this is a new year. Let's get off the milk and onto the meat. We are not called to sit inside this beautiful sanctuary, all comfortable and safe and protected while the community around this church is dying. We can come to church in 2024, week in and week out, and we can pride ourselves with baptisms and, and added members while the community around this church never get to see the inside of this church. While the community struggles with issues and challenges that's just getting worse and worse every day. I want to remind you that this church is placed here by God in this community to serve this community. If we are looking for an example, don't look to the young girl. Let's, let's look at the ultimate example. Jesus spent more of his time outside the church, teaching, healing the sick that were not in the church. Service to God does not happen inside the church. Service happens outside the church. It involves us getting out into the community, out of our comfort zones, into the darkest places to shine the light of Jesus. And so a true follower of Jesus is someone who serves like Jesus serves. I also want to add that a successful Christian is an active Christian. Be careful what you say yes to. But if you want to make God happy, do say yes to yielding, to entering, to serving. I end with this example. We all know the story of Samuel. Samuel said yes to God. When God called him, Samuel yielded his life, entered the temple, and when God called him, Samuel heard the call and he responded by serving God. Sadly, maybe not right here at Belleville Church, but sadly there are people who have been in the SDA church for years but still haven't heard God calling them. May 2024 be the year where you hear God calling you and where you respond by saying yes. If you haven't heard God's calling, that may be because you haven't yielded 
you haven't entered into his presence. It, it may also be because some of you uh, may have set time aside for everything else except entering into the presence of God. The good news is, whatever 2024 has in store, I know for a fact that God wants to use you in this year. But in order for God to use you, in order for you to make God happy, all you need to do is say yes. It's that simple. Now that you know what's involved, it's that simple. Today, you have the opportunity to say yes to God, to say yes to his will, to say yes to go wherever he leads, to say yes and to make God happy. So when Hezekiah made the appeal in 2 Chronicles 30. The children of, of God were all busy with all kinds of activities. And yes, as we start this year, I'm sure all of you have goals galore. You've got plans. But please do not enter one more day into this year without seriously contemplating saying yes to God's plans for you. He has. He says in Jeremiah 29, I know. I know the plans that I have for you. They are wonderful plans if we will just respond by saying yes. But come to think of it, this is a personal matter, isn't it? It's not a response that I want to necessarily make in front of everyone. It is a personal, private matter, but a very crucial matter. Say yes and make God happy. God bless you.